The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Annex Wealth Management is a proud member of the Barron's Top Advisor List and the Financial Times Top 300. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust. Here we go for Sunday, February 9th. Good morning. Thanks for riding along with us. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust. And in this next half hour, we're certainly going to talk about that. Deanne Phillips is going to be here. She's going to be hosting Women's Guide to Financial Self-Defense, which happens Tuesday in Naples. Ask Annex is on the way, but we're going to talk about the markets. My name is Danny Clayton. Good morning, Mark Oswald. Good morning, guys. Our Chief Investment Officer, Derek Felsky. Good morning. Good morning, Danny. And Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Thank you, Danny. You know, we had a really good week again, closing that all time highs. And I think where we have to start is really with the United States economy and not only GDP reports, but Mark, we had a really good jobs report on Friday morning. We certainly did. I mean, you start thinking about these numbers, 225,000 net new jobs in the United States. And you think month after month, those are those are meaningful numbers. You think year over year, a couple million jobs each of the last couple of years have been created in the United States. And people are working. And when people are working, you put pressure on wages because you have to pay more people to take those jobs. And that leads to having more money in people's pockets, and they're outspending, and they're driving GDP and supporting the stock market. That's right. So was the fact that uh, it blew past the estimate? Does that matter? Well, sure. Of course, the estimate was 160,000. It came in at 225, so better than expected again. So it doesn't matter what side of the political aisle. That is good. And as Mark points out, Derek people are working, and wage growth was up. Yeah, last month, wage growth had ticked down to 2.9% year over year. This this month, it came in at 3.1%. Uh, so wages are going up. Uh, unemployment is going down, although the unemployment rate ticked up to 3.6% because more people entered the workforce. And, that, and that's just a, that's a math issue, right? So if more people come in, even though we've added more jobs, that's the reason why unemployment rate went up. And that's just a rounding error, really. No, it is, and it confirmed what we saw in the ADP report, which was the best print relative expectation since 2006. I mean, in, in addition to the jobs report, we also got manufacturing PMI, which re- returned to expansion territory in January. We saw the non-manufacturing PMI go up to 55.5 in January, beating expectations. And we've also seen 60% of global economies now show improving purchasing managers, managers indexes on a month-to-month basis, which is the best in over a year. It really is. And all of this, of course, leads to a better, more confident in investor, a better, more confident citizen. And really what that means is when you have confidence, Mark, that is good for the economy. It's the emotional part of it. When you feel good about your job or you look at your 401k statement or your IRA comes in the mail and you see that you've gone up again this quarter, it it gives you the freedom to say, if I go out and spend a little bit of money, you know, that's okay because my financial plan is working. It's increasing at a pace faster than inflation. My money's growing faster than the cost of things is growing. And that leads to people being more confident about where they're at in their in their wealth cycle and just going out and being supportive of the economy as a whole. And CEO confidence
notes is up as sure. well because of the trade deals that look like we're moving forward on both not only with China, but with Mexico and Canada as well. All of that is a really good thing. And the interesting part to me is the fact that inflation continues right. to stay flat and therefore interest rates stay low. And inflation is staying low really because commodity prices are lower, Derek. Yeah, commodities have been basically a casualty part of the uncertainty concerning the coronavirus. The price of crude oil actually entered bear market territory this week, traded below $50 a barrel for the first time in over a year. Uh, so generally speaking, inflation remains very moderate. And Dave, as you know, we met with uh, Charlie Evans, the Chicago Fed president, and he was talking about this, that the, the Fed has been surprised that inflation has remained so dormant. And that's one of the reasons why the liquidity that the Fed is presenting continues to be there, because they'd rather see this economy run hot than, than coalesce into some sort of more moderate trend. Right. And their target is 2%. And so as you say, run hot, that means even if it goes above, even if you see inflation above their target rate, they talked about symmetry on both sides right. of 2%. So all of the time that it's been below 2%, they're going to let it run hot above 2%, which means lower interest rates are here to stay, which means that equity prices are in a good position, Mark. It makes it easier for companies to, to do business. I mean, the cost of borrowing is less. The cost of acquisitions are less. I mean, all kinds of different things that you can do when you're a company, when you're sitting on cash. You think about all the cash that companies are sitting on right now in their balance sheets. What do they do with that stuff? I mean, where do they go with increasing dividends, stock buybacks, M&A activity, looking at R&D, all the other things that companies can do with all that cash is really important right now because that continues to drive markets in the long term as well. And it's it's not just the companies either. We saw recently that in money market funds, there's $3.6 trillion in cash, which is the highest level since the the expansion began in July of 2009. So you have the combination of corporate balance sheets that are flush with cash, consumers flush with cash. You basically have a very good risk risk environment for folks to invest, and they're looking for opportunities to dial up their equity exposure. We have not seen uh, you know, an over-exuberance in terms of money flows into mutual funds or ETFs that are based on the U.S. equity market, and that's been one of the linchpins to our bullish case of stocks versus fixed income. If you'd like to take us up on our free portfolio analysis, we would sure love to do that. You can start by going to AnnexWealth.com. Just look for that Get Started button. You click that, begins the uh, process. Know the difference. We always say it is team, tech, and trust. Coming up next, Deanne Phillips is going to be talking about a women's guide to financial self-defense. That workshop happens Tuesday, New York Pizza and Pasta. We'd love for you to be there, and there still is room. Details at AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Events tab. Back in a bit. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Making wise financial decisions can be a challenge, and that's why Annex Wealth Management has created the free Women's Guide to Financial Self-Defense Workshop. In a world where there are far too many salespeople out to earn big commissions selling financial products, you'll learn how to spot red flags, equip yourself with the right questions, and arm yourself with practical knowledge. I'm Deanne Phillips. Join us Tuesday, February 11th, New York Pizza and Pasta, River Chase Plaza. The free Women's Guide to Financial Self-Defense from Annex Wealth Management. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com slash events. Team, tech, trust, and a fee-only fiduciary model that works in your best interest. Can your advisor say that? This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference? Team, tech, trust, Annex Wealth Management. Women are less involved with their financial planning. That's a fact. Perhaps their partner took care of it or they were uninterested, but it can catch up to any of us. And we don't want to see that anybody taken advantage of, especially when money's involved. But it happens. Con artists, salespeople, friends, even relatives that can descend on somebody. It can be a battle. Dion Phillips. 
Director of Client Learning and Development, is a CFP, a CDFA, Certified Divorce Financial Analyst, and a Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Your business card must be like three yards long. Uh, she has seen it six ways to Sunday. Good morning, Deanne. Welcome Good back. Welcome back to 92.5 Fox News and the Annex Wealth Management Show. So this is a problem with for women. Well, it really is. And, you know, let's take a step back for a moment. Men or women, our financial needs are the same. So sometimes how we're approached, though, can be very different. And how we process that information is different. But we all basically want the same thing. We want credible services, products that fit our needs for a good value. And we want good advice, financial, insurance, estate planning. When we think about our holistic financial needs, of course, they include investment management, but also think about the banking solutions, estate planning, tax planning, retirement planning, financial planning. All of these things can lead down a road where a lot of solutions can come to us at once, and it can be overwhelming. You do quite a bit with Annex Wealth Management, but I know one of your soft spots is for women who find themselves in need of both advice and protection. What would you say the percentage is, or is it high? It is very high. Uh, Women are actually the largest underserved customer group, period, in the financial services industry. Sometimes approaches to them that may appear to be gender neutral, in fact, tend to default toward men needs and preferences. So what you have is you have women who are just observing, listening, engaging where appropriate. And sometimes if they wait and don't pre-plan, if they wait until their knees have been knocked out by death, divorce, disability, they've got that emotional event happening right now, it can be absolutely overwhelming. That went by pretty quick. The three Ds are? Yes, death, divorce, disability, and all three can lead to dismay. And Mm. of course, whenever anyone, men or women, are going through a big transition, transition like that, you always need assistance and help. So we've got this workshop coming up that really helps arm women especially, for the kind of events that might happen during times of transition and arming you with what to ask, what to do. So here we are. It is Sunday morning the 9th. We are two days away from an absolutely free, incredibly informative workshop. Official name, Women's Guide to Financial Self-Defense. And again, Annex Wealth Management is a fee-only fiduciary. We are not there to provide anything more than just great information and great conversation conversation. We don't sell products. That's not what we do. No, we don't. And this workshop really takes a look at some of the key words that are out there, like fiduciary. That's used all the time. So what does that mean? We're going to drill down. Someone might tell you they are. How do you know they are? What are the right questions to ask? And so what we're really going to do is arm women so they feel they're, they, they've got you know their armor up on what to ask, what questions every woman should know, you know, how to follow the money. If someone says this is good for you, who's it really good for and how do you know? So these are all best moves to make sure that you enter into any kind of a conversation around your financial world holistically, having a better understanding and more confidence on what to ask. I know we call it a workshop, and that sounds homeworky. No, or that's, it is, that's, it you is, know, though. This is a conversation, right? It's going to happen Tuesday, New York Pizza and Pasta at River Chase Plaza. We would love for anybody who's interested to be there. You can register at our website at annexwealth.com slash events. Gets going about 1130. It's yeah. not 
an all afternoon thing. Oh, gosh, it's no. probably it's it's definitely maybe ninety minutes. Right. You know, and people are going to be talking. People are going to be visiting. Come as you are, and come in for the information. And people will be sharing. Women love to share their experiences and stories. So we run this as conversation circles. You bring a friend. We'll have a little meal over it, and we'll discuss how to best arm ourselves again to make sure that we're asking the right questions. Ten questions every woman should really know. Questions to ask your financial advisor. How to really find the information and and verify the information that you need to know. Women working with women, assisting women, sharing stories. This is education-driven, as is all of our financial planning. It's about taking a look at each unique client's situation and coming up, partnering with them, first off, that's Mm -hmm. very important, and coming up with the best solutions for them. It's a teaching aspect, and this is just information. You don't have to be a client for this at all. No, absolutely not. And you know how it's good information to be shared. It'll be a great collective conversation to really make us feel much more confident in going forward and making financial decisions. So we would love for you to come out and meet Deanne and the team that's going to be there. Again, happens Tuesday. So today, Sunday, it's coming up Tuesday. Light lunch and discussion gets going at about 11.30. New York Pizza and Pasta, River Chase Plaza. Details at AnnexWealth.com slash events. Or you can call us, 239-350-6363. It's just that easy. Deanne Phillips, CFP, CDFA, Director of Client Learning and Development, and a Wealth Manager, Annex Wealth Management, inviting you to join us at Women's Guide to Financial Self-Defense Tuesday in Naples. Deanne, thank you. Hey, thanks for having me. Looking forward to seeing you all there. This is Dave Spinal from Annex Wealth Management. It's time to get started. Head to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. Put the Annex team to work and see the difference. The best part? We work in your best interest as a fee-only fiduciary. Between the impact of the SECURE Act to the November election, be ready with a solid financial plan from a team focused on client goals, not handing you a list of commission products to buy. Head to AnnexWealth.com. I'm Dave Spano, and I hope to see you soon. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Team, tech, trust, and a fee-only fiduciary model that works in your best interest. Can your advisors say that? This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Welcome back, folks. Here we go. Time for Ask Annex. Got a question for us? Head to AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask button. We get back to all of them, and some wind up on the radio, like this one from Phil. How big of a market risk is the coronavirus? Well, it's a huge deal. I mean, obviously, when you start thinking about world pandemics and the potential for that kind of stuff, I mean, if it gets to that point in time, you know, that could be a big interrupter of the markets, guys, of course. But it's it's kind of the fear of the unknown. I think that's maybe the more the uncertainty. And you start to see different sectors of the market, different industries that are being impacted differently. We talked about the oil market. We talked about the airlines. We talked about cruise ships. I mean, there's all kinds of different things that are being impacted well, by Well, supply this, chains, for right? For sure. I mean, drug companies, when you think about how many drugs that are sold here in the United States have elements of them that are coming out of China. If this thing continues to evolve, and it's a scary thing. I mean, you're talking about thousands of people and hundreds of deaths. And, you know, we, we have some cases here in the United States right now. So it could be a big market interrupter, guys. It, it could be. But it's, but it's likely that it's transitory. And if you're listening to this, we don't want people to run to the edge of the rough either. Well, for sure. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, even you just look at influ- influenza season right here in the United States, you're going to have more cases than that than you're going to have of coronavirus. Well, but again, there's a there's a 14-day incubation period. So typically in cases like this, things get worse before they get better, before we really have a 
full understanding about how pervasive it is. I mean, the one way I look at it is in the past, you know, the SARS virus, the market recovered fairly quickly after that broke out. But China is a much bigger player today than they were uh, 16 years ago. And that's something we have to keep in mind. Ask Annex, this one is from Ari, and you guys need to explain this one first. Are there any views where you believe the consensus is offsides? Well, what does that mean? Yeah, well, the consensus, you know, obviously when you do a survey and, and a whole lot of people are on one side of the room, we've always thought that you better be careful when, when all the views are looking one way. And I think for sure one of the things that we are looking at, we saw an investor survey last week, Derek, that was really shocking that, you know, more, I think it was around 80, 85 percent of the respondents thought that Trump was going to win uh, of these investors. And I think that's a consensus view in a 50-50 country that's pretty offsides. I, I agree. And so, I mean, it's it's not hard to imagine that at some point, you know, in the spring and the summer, perhaps around the DNC, people start to get excited about whoever the Democratic opponent is. And some poll shows that that, that particular candidate is likely to win. And at that point, you know, the market, as it's typically prone to do, will look at all of his policy proposals and assume they're all going to get uh, put into place, you know, whether it's Medicare for all or tax increases and the rest. So that's why, you know, we, we do advocate a balanced portfolio. We advocate looking at your portfolio frequently to take advantage of opportunities created by headlines and, and basically media drift. Yeah, you know, you said something uh, to me last week, which was that Trump might lose correction, uh, might happen during the summer. So we'll have to see. And that's exactly why you have balanced portfolios. Well put, Derek. Next up is from Chad. What's the next wall of worry? Yeah, well, you know, we talked about all last year, Mark, about how that wall of worry was put together. And I think we can just do a quick checklist of what was there and what is not there anymore. Well, you start thinking about, you know, flat earnings were there. We certainly had the trade negotiations that went on between China and the United States, tariff talk. I mean, all of that that happened. And, and there were all kinds of different things that like that where investors had to digest that. Our investment committee meets frequently, and we talk about these types of events because there are different investments that react differently in different environments. And I think that the takeaway for me from that is to plan ahead, right, to have contingency plans ahead of events like that so you know what you're going to do next. But sometimes you can't plan for it, right? I mean, we talk about black swan events, sure. you know, events that we haven't planned for. And we said, what are the risks in 2020? And we said geopolitical and right. political concerns, Iran and the like, you know, impeachment, all of these conversations. But a black swan event is you wake up one day and all of a sudden you have a pandemic going on, Derek. You do. And, and, you know, when I when I think about the market that we're involved in now, where the S&P was up over 30 percent last year and almost every other asset class advanced, I always think back to the bubble in, you know, 1999 and early 2000. And the one thing I can say, because I kind of had to deal with that as a fund manager, is that equity valuations are far lower today than they were then. The Fed was tightening in 1999. They're easing currently. There was massive retail participation in stocks. Yet we see that investor flows into ETFs and U.S.-based actively managed mutual funds has been negative. The tech sector is producing earnings and generating free cash flow. And oil prices were up over 100% in 1999, which led to some fear of inflation in 2000. So the conditions today, fundamentally, are not nearly as extreme as they were then. And, Mark, all of this leads to one place, which is if there is a pullback, how are you going to act? And what is the makeup of your portfolio like? Because all of these parameters can change. That doesn't mean that your financial plan changes. That's a great point because the financial plan is the greater picture. It's the bigger picture. Investment management is one aspect of that. And it certainly is an important aspect of the development and success of your financial plan. But I think you always have to stick with being goal-based. What's the goal of this year? What's my goal in retirement dollars? 
dollars? What's my what do I have to earn to outpace inflation? Those are measurements that are b- to be made. And the way to get there smartly is by looking at your portfolio from time to time and having somebody look at it and help you through that. So you're doing things like X-rays, making sure you're not taking on too much risk, and that you're getting towards your financial plan every day. How do you do that? You head to AnnexWealth.com and you click that Get Started button. Making wise financial decisions can be a challenge, and that's why Annex Wealth Management has created the free Women's Guide to Financial Self-Defense Workshop. In a world where there are far too many salespeople out to earn big commissions selling financial products, you'll learn how to spot red flags, equip yourself with the right questions, and arm yourself with practical knowledge. I'm Deanne Phillips. Join us Tuesday, February 11th, New York Pizza and Pasta, Chase Plaza, the free Women's Guide to Financial Self-Defense from Annex Wealth Management. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com slash events. This is Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. It's time to get started. Head to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. Put the Annex team to work and see the difference. The best part? We work in your best interest as a fee-only fiduciary. Between the impact of the SECURE Act to the November election, be ready with a solid financial plan from a team focused on client goals, not handing you a list of commission products to buy. Head to AnnexWealth.com. I'm Dave Spano, and I hope to see you soon. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Team, tech, trust, and a fee-only fiduciary model that works in your best interest. Can your advisors say that? This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Sunday, February 9th, we are back on the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. A Barron's Top Advisor, four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300, and a fee-only fiduciary partner. So I have some notes here that we want to talk about some individual companies. And during the break, Mark asked what I had in front of me, and I said, my manifesto. So he tore it up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a very big thing this week. Yeah, I'm tearing, tearing things up. Yes. So, you know, there's certainly a lot of individual names that we can talk about. For sure, we look and want to look at the weightings of the biggest companies because that is a big driver of both indexes, both the S&P 500 and the Dow, Derek. It, it is. Right now, the five largest companies in the S&P are Apple, Google, Microsoft, Amazon, and Facebook. Uh, you know, some people say, well, that's isn't that a little dangerous that five companies make up 18% of the stock market? Well, that was exactly the case in March of 2002. Before but that the- wasn't a good example, right? I mean, how, if you compare that to where we were in March of 2000, I think it's important to to give a little background where you were in March of 2000. In March of 2000, I had the grave misfortune of managing a tech fund, and you know at that time, you know technology stocks were roughly 40 or 35 percent of the S and P weighting. The valuations were egregious. The the five largest companies at that time in the S and P were trading at 47 times earnings. Currently, those top five names are trading at about 30. 30 times earnings, much a much better valuation. But at the same time, these are companies that are profitable, that are that are, have generated tremendous free cash flow, which fuels future growth through R&D and the rest. So the, the situation now versus 2000 when I was running that tech fund is decidedly different. Right. So there's three risks that we think are evident right now and that our listeners should pay attention to, and they are overvaluation in some spots, geopolitical risk, and political risk. And I think we can start to talk about all three 
three of those mark. Certainly, you start thinking about overvaluation. I think, Derek, really good summary there because there is a difference right now between how stocks are priced. You look at the price-to-earnings ratio and you say, is it reasonable? Is it reasonable to go out and buy stocks for future earnings at these prices? And that's the valuation argument. you got to keep your eye on that because you can't let that get away from you. Geopolitical is, you know, that's that black swan stuff that happens, right, Derek? I mean, things that happen like, you know, what happens in the Middle East from time to time. This coronavirus certainly is a huge deal when you think about world economies. So things like that can happen. But the idea with the geopolitical thing, these black swan events, is to stick with your fundamentals. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we saw this in 2003. The SARS virus broke out. Uh, The markets, you know, hiccup briefly, but ultimately moved to new highs because the fundamentals underlying that were, were very positive. The other thing about the valuation argument is in 2000, when I was running that tech fund, interest rates were about 5 6%. Right. Uh, currently, interest rates on the 10 years trading at about 1.6%. So when you think about asset classes, you have to look at them relative to other asset classes. And while the fixed income markets offer a lot of safety and help dampen the portfolio volatility, the upside opportunity in equities, particularly in dividend-paying stocks, is much more attractive now than it was then. And so we look at uh, valuations. I think that's important because it ties into the political argument as well. And we're going to get, there's a chance that Trump is going to lose correction. That's right. coming because as we get farther down the down the road and the DNC gets their act together and puts forth a candidate, there is a possibility. We live in a 50-50 country that he could lose. And if that happens, do we have a change of policy? And there were, therefore, will you get a change in valuations? That's, that's true. Very, very true. And I think that as you get closer and closer to the election, you get closer and closer to certainty, of course. The uncertainty is you don't know what candidate is going to come out of the DNC right now. The the Democratic candidate could have an agenda that's different than certainly what's going on in Washington could, right now. Could. Well, certainly will, right? I mean, so you think about taxes. You think about rolling back corporate tax rates, personal tax rates, capital gains rates. You think about things like regulation on industries. All those things are things Healthcare that would... Healthcare stocks. Certainly. You look at you know all those sectors of the economy that could be impacted adversely by a Democratic candidate. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News, our website, AnnexWealth.com. You can click that Get Started button. So, Mark, as we talk about all of these things, people who are listening should say, what, how does this affect me and what does this mean to my portfolio? There's one way that they can find out. Well, certainly, and I think that that's the takeaway here on Sunday morning is what does this mean going into next week? What should I be doing with all this information? If indeed the stock markets are in an all-time high, what does that mean for my IRA, for my pension plans? All that stuff is important. We look at a household holistically, and we just don't look at it account by account by account and say, what? What are you paying in fees and what are your capital gains? You have to look at the family as a whole and get a plan together. So that free portfolio review is really the place to start. If you haven't done it for a while, remember 2019 was a pretty big year in the stock markets, but we also had a move in fixed income. So it's possible that your portfolio right now could use some fine-tuning. We can take advantage of capital gains losses and capital gains that balance against each other and do all kinds of things in the planning arena right now to get your portfolio back on track. And I want people to understand that we use independent custodians like Fidelity, Schwab, and TD Ameritrade at the moment. So if your assets are there and you need our help as an oversight or help managing those assets, we can leave the money at that custodian and you can engage us from there. Excellent point. 
we would love to do it. It would be our honor. The website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. A Barron's Top Advisor, four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300, a fee-only fiduciary partner. Again, the website, AnnexWealth.com. We'll see you in a week. Have a great one. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.